I remember when we first talked about doing a podcast, I was kind of like, well, where do we start? Then I reached out to a friend who had been doing it and he referred me to Anchor. So first thing I was like, it's free? And he was like, yeah, it's free. And then the second thing I realized that you don't have to have a recording studio. You can do the podcast from anywhere that you want. Uh, they have all kinds of creation tools and you can record, you can edit, and you can do it all from either your phone or your computer. But one of the best, best things for me was when it came to distribution. I was really worried about that, but Anchor actually distributes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other places, so it makes it super, super easy for you. Plus, you can make money. You don't have to have a minimum amount of listeners, and it's just kind of like having everything that you need for a podcast all in one place. Imagine yourself in the forest surrounded by rivers, lakes, and the ocean. You're spending time outdoors hiking, camping, and cooking over the fire. That bold smell of real smoke flavors of cooking over the open fire has been captured by Triple Smoke. They use the freshest ingredients, all natural, no preservatives, and no fillers. Triple Smoke's name defines the smoking process. They use three types of wood to smoke the spices before processing into blends and condiments. Plus, good things come in threes. Go to triplesmokefoods.com to get your spices today. And they're great for vegan foods too. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Half and Half Podcast. Hello. I never know how to start, so I'm always like, hey. Yeah, that's all you ever do. Hello. Hey. Hi. I never know. But I, I early, I, man. On the other podcast, I did imitate you. Did you notice? Uh, you attempted and <laughs> failed. I don't go, and good morning, everybody. <laughs> Whatever shit you were saying. <laughs> so, so, what's up? Nothing, man. Tired? I keep thinking it's 6, but it's 7.23 in the morning. Yeah. We're going to do a little bit of guitar work today. Mm-hmm. I've been busy. On a Sunday, by the way. On a Sunday, yeah. Because I have training for the next three days. Oh. I know, man. So just in a room with a bunch of burly dudes? I wouldn't say burly. <laughs> and I wouldn't call them dudes. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I'm tired. I, I was telling you that. I went out for a few drinks. Yeah, three drinks in like seven hours. I don't know how <laughs> you do that. Yeah, I'm just, but I'm tired. Well, you got home at one. I honestly thought you were going to, that's why I texted you yesterday. I was, because I, I remember you saying you were going to go to that guy's place. I don't yeah. know if we say his name or not, but. Um, so that's why I was like, oh, dude, if he decides to bail on me. Yeah, you text me. Yeah. If you bail on me, make sure you text me early. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm dead set to get that guitar yeah. done. I just wanted a heads up because dude, the shit show at at my old house. Yeah. Oh god, I know. Dude, for anybody who out there who owns a second home or plans on renting their home or what have you, don't do it. <laughs> and if you do it, you really need to do your homework on your property manager. Yeah. We have to do all the floors, right? Because everything's ruined in there. Right. The floor guy wants to charge me an insane amount. So I said, you know what? I'm going to rip all the flooring out myself. Oh, wow. And that's what I'm doing today. I started a little bit yesterday. 
So what about putting it in? Because I have a fuller grind. No, I have. Well, my brother-in-law, who's taking over the house, he mm. and my sister, they have some dude. He's the one that's Help trying them to out. rip us off. No, oh. he's the one that's like, well, now the price is going up. And I'm like, what happens if I do all the work myself? Yeah. That, that's a good bulk of it. Taking well, all the, I have a tool. I have two tools for that if you want to borrow them. They're tongue and groove. So if I just pop one off, the rest are just like a puzzle piece. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You sure? Yeah. Oh, my, fly, my fly is down. Oh, I, I was hoping you, you wouldn't notice. I was like, no, I wonder you kept looking down. So this guy does not want to stare me in the eyes today. <laughs> well, if you need it, I have a tool that helps you scrape it. You know what I might need that tool for? The carpet grippers. Mm. So these people ruined your house. Oh, man. Oh, dude, I don't even like thinking about it. Big time. That's Big time, sucks. big time. And I don't know how old these people were. I don't know what what their moral background is, what their... Dude, there is layers. I'm talking layers of dirt and dust on the blinds. The window sills have not been dusted. It's probably since I left that house. It's, it's horrible. Dude. You know, what really sucks is that I have the same property manager for my house, my old house. Well, but... We've gone by. I mean, it looks good. But I've heard horror stories of... Um, I had a friend once that had a house for rent. He bought it for that purpose. Mm-hmm. His first tenant ruined it. It became... The city actually put a thing where it became... Condemned? Yeah, there you go. Really? Because they ruined it so bad. Wow. So he had no choice to like pay i don't know like it was too expensive for him to fix it so he ended up having to like sell it at a loss or something like that like it was crazy and it all happened in like less than two years it, it baffles me how renters do not understand that this is not your home right this is somebody's home yeah right somebody owns this property whether they're invested in it emotionally or not this is this belongs to somebody else right don't treat it like it's yours yeah the few boards that i already started plucking up yesterday mm-hmm. dog piss seeped all the way through yeah water right i had laminate flooring and you can't use regular mop water Mm -hmm. and i explained that numerous times to one of the tenants for sure right this is what the solution you use nope they proceeded to use mop water wow yeah that's crazy man i handed over a brand new remember when i did my backyard it was only a year yeah i think it was 15 16 17 thousand dollar backyard within a month it was dirt and concrete. Wow. Yep. Well, we really lucked out. We got really, from what I understand, good tenants. But do nope. you know you still have your tenants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know that for a fact. Yeah, they renewed. It's the same tenants. That's what I, That's what he told me. Um, they're like a hardworking couple. No kids, no dogs. And you know what I got? I got the two people that have seven kids five dogs yeah one of which was a horse literally a great dane oh god yeah the worst of the worst the the nightmare that i had envisioned in my mind yeah when this whole process started happened so it's like i manifested these morons yeah you know what i mean yeah 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 wow i feel like uh that happens more than we think it does subconsciously it really does. You can't help but feel that it does, though, yeah, right? Like, yeah. when it happens, you're like, you motherfucker, you thought about this all night, and now look. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Daniela laughs at me because she's like, I don't mean she doesn't really say anything, but I know she's looking at me like, you're, 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 dement- you're, you're deranged. I always say, like, because, you know, I've been a history guy for my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always, like, preached, like, there's going to be a pandemic. 
Yeah. I've always preached there's going to be World War Three, And look, I manifested. Do you think World War Three is coming? This go around. I don't think it's coming, but it's possible. Can you turn me down a skosh? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's coming, but I do think it's it's very, very possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, so it's, like it's right now, possible, but do right, everyone's right. saying it. This is going <sighs> to lead to it. It depends. So it's very reminiscent of World War II, but I think... So I'm actually teaching... Like my college class course right now that I'm teaching is a World War II college course. So it's actually great because my students are like, what the heck? Like they're seeing all the parallels, you know? Um... If things continue on the track that they're continuing as we, you know, as we speak right now, um, no, it wouldn't become World War III. Um, it'll just become another, like, United States in, in Iraq. Um, it's the same thing that happened with us. It just was a war that went on and on and on and on and a lot of unnecessary death. It'll be a war that just goes on and on and on between Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Now, the two wild cards that could turn it into a world war Number one is China. Yes, that's what I tell everybody. And, and number two, the use of actual like nuclear weapons. Right. So, um, well, and then a side one would be if the United States intentionally intervened and Russia saw that as like us joining the war, then. But I don't know. There's. I hope Biden's smart enough, man. Look, I understand helping people. I understand what we got to do and what we've gotten ourselves into. And But there's times when it's like... Do, you, well, do I really want to make this my fight? Just remember that a, a lot of people point fingers at presidents, and the president has nothing to do with it. Like, the president is just the face. So of, he doesn't make the call? He doesn't no. say, fucking Dude, bomb he's got me. a team of military generals and, and people that are military experts. Um, I always, I and this might be boring for some people, but I always refer everybody to go back and research the it was it's called 13 days it was a movie actually you can watch about um jfk and it's the true story the bio um of what actually took place during the cuban missile crisis and it's a great example of how a president can call the shots and change history because that's what happened um in a nutshell all of his military leaders and everybody was saying there's no way out of this you need to go to war with russia and John F. Kennedy was like, I can figure this out. And he actually figured out a diplomatic resolution, which was prevented us from going into World War III, right? But especially somebody like Biden, who's already older and is probably just like, come on, man. <laughs> so is it, is He's letting the, the, the military leaders do their thing. Um, the problem is a lot of those military leaders are very war hungry. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of these people are bought by those corporations that build the bombs that want us to go to war so they can make more money. <clears throat> so there's a lot of these factors and um, I don't know, but my thinking is realistically, a lot of these military leaders saw what happened when we went into Iraq and just ended up in, I mean, it was great for these companies that make money off of war, mm-hmm. but it was just a military mess and it made the United States look like shit. And I think they would rather sit back and see how Russia handles things than to intervene at this time. Um, and then plus you would see other European countries intervene first. Um, and then even though we're part of NATO, which means we've all got to intervene together, 
um, I think the United States will kind of do what we did in World War II and kind of sit back for a little bit and watch before we strategically go in. But one of those factors, like I told you, those three factors would have to happen first. Yeah. And that's your history lesson for the day. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for boring me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can go on and on on that shit. Oh, I know, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's interesting, man. I, I just... You just worry. You never know anymore. You know what I mean? You you you, you should worry. Um, we will look. We'll never see. So a lot of people have this picture. This um, they they imagine like World War Three happens. You open your window and you see Russian troops going down your street. <clears throat> That'll never happen. Something. I mean, the war has to be like majorly in their favor against us in order for that to ever ever happen. And here's why. <clears throat> there is no place for another country to sit in stage and then attack, which is why the Cuban Missile Crisis happened. That was the closest they were able to get to the United States and start staging and, and preparing there for an attack, right? So unless like Mexico or Canada made a deal with them and said, hey, you can come set up here, but we would know because we have so much intelligence that we would know the moment that happened. Yeah. Um, so the only way they can really attack us here is by a strategic nuclear weapon, missiles. But even then, like, it would it would not, it would take a long time and we would really have to be down and out for that, it to come to that extent. I hope you're right. <laughs> Another thing I'm preparing for is 2024. Why we is all know Donald Trump is coming back. Oh, God, man. What do you want to bet me he's our president again? What do you want to bet? You know, the sad thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right. That's the sad thing. When am I ever wrong? But you know what? Like, oh, man. I I love and I hate politics all at the same time. And for me, it's because, you know, it divides people. And it's because these are people that are not working for the people. They're working for themselves and for the, you know... The, the people that really pull the strings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I dislike so much about Trump. It's not that... It's, it's nothing more than he came in and really we saw a huge division between people and it was yeah. all based on politics, right? Yeah. Um, and But the worst part is, is that these people fall for it. You know, these people sit there and fall for it and hang on to every word. And then he became like a celebrity instead of a president. A president needs to be held accountable and not looked up to and adored and admired. Right. It's like, I like presidents, but you know what? Just because I like you doesn't mean that I'm not going to call you out on your shit. You know what I mean? And be I'm not going to be your fanboy just because I like you. You're still going to be held accountable or you should be held accountable, right? But again, that goes back to a lot of stuff too, is that... The reason why Trump was so, uh, he made an impact and to me a negative impact was because essentially they feed you your lines as a president. You're told like, this is what you need to fucking say. And he would go off the cuff, but then he, every time he opened his mouth, it was stupid shit that brought up people that like, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. And yeah. And it really divided people instead of bringing them together. And so mm-hmm. that's the problem. As a president, your job is really to look pretty, to take the blame for what's going on, uh, to take, uh, to be highlighted when things are going good. But ultimately your job as the president is to just shut the fuck up 
and make sure that people are united. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that and he did. Sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like a... Um, like Golden Boy, I think about boxing, right? Mm-hmm. Like Oscar De La Hoya is the face of Golden Boy, right? Mm-hmm. And he does call some of the shots. But when you think about Golden Boy, you think about like it's just him calling all the shots. But no, dude, the guy probably has like dozens of people yeah. behind the scenes. That Schaefer guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, calling the shots. Dude, speaking of boxing. It's a shit show. It's in a sad state, man. Our favorite sport is just ruined fucking big time man mm-hmm. big time and i know it's it's I, dude to me once floyd left the game yeah it started going down but he's also part of what has screwed it all well up. yeah yeah that's what i was getting to yeah no so once he left the game it started going down but at the same time now everybody just wants these money fights and they don't want to earn their fights anymore and they're skipping around and they're jumping weight classes and it's just it's all about the money now right it's no longer about Beating the best of the best. Yes, yes. And no one has the star power. As much as I love Errol Spence, mm-hmm. that's, oh, a, that's a right. boring son of a bitch to watch talk and, <laughs> yeah. and, and amp up the fights. Yeah. Same with Terrence Crawford. You know what I mean? Gervonta Davis, who's amazing, but still like... Yeah, boring as shit. Yeah. Ryan Garcia's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he is. That, that Dude, that guy's a pansy and he needs to get the fuck out. Yeah, well, Stick I want. that's YouTube, why I want him man. and Davis to fight because Davis will just... Oh, absolutely. He'll rip him a new asshole. Absolutely. I mean, I love Canelo, mm-hmm. right? He's one of the one of my favorites. He's to the watch only right one now. that's kind of holding shit together right now. I think. Yeah, but he needs to get his head his head out of his, out of his ass too. Yeah. Why are you jumping around and fighting all these people? You're not supposed to be fighting. Mm-hmm. What give on on Andrade the chance? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. do what you need. You're gonna win. There's no way Andrade beats Can- Canelo. No right. fucking way. Oh yeah, right, right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Now the Charlos, I think they give him a good fight, but yeah, I no, ultimately they, don't think they lose. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Dude, now we're we're getting Bevel, which seems interesting because he's a big unknown guy. Like he's a big puncher, but if you look at him, I've been watching him train. He's real wonky, right? And you can kind of see his punches coming a mile away. Canelo's gonna time that shit within two, three rounds, and it's done. Yeah, and you know, it, you know, I don't know what I think happened, and and actually, Daniela made me realize this. She just made a statement, and she goes. Ever since HBO stopped doing boxing, everything went to shit, huh? And I was like, that's oh, yeah. freaking true. When 24-7 left? Yeah. That's horrible. Once it became date, the zone and all that shit, like, they completely ruined shit. Well, I could tell you right now, again, I'm the old school guy of the two of us. And these streaming apps, you have to have a million fucking apps to watch all these yeah, fights. It's, right. it's fucking ridiculous, yeah, pay man. pay a yearly subscription instead it's, of just the pay-per-view. And what, then the pay-per-views are expensive as shit now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what made me start losing interest. Like, God dang, I got to have this app to watch Canelo fight here. I got to have this app to watch this guy fight on this card. It's stupid. So ultimately, that's what I think is happening is that it's fragmented now. Yeah. And there's not as much coverage as there once was. And so nobody knows what the hell's actually going on unless you're like intently following it. And so honestly, dude, it seems like nothing's going on. I used to look forward to fights all year long and now right. i don't remember the last time i sat down and watched a fight i used to think about them well you and i would text yeah dude this that and the other right we even contemplated starting a podcast strictly on boxing yeah that went to the wayside because now we're like oh we're just gonna sound like old guys talking about the heyday <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah exactly it's like look at teofimo lopez for example yes okay 
He beat Lomachenko. Fair and fucking square. That yeah. was a good fight. It was. But you beat a, a, a rusty Lomachenko who came off of a surgery. Quit talking shit. And if you're really that bad, rematch the motherfucker. Now you're just all about the fucking money. And then now you fight Cambosis and there you fucking go. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. I knew this dude was a, just that one fight was all he was going to get. Well, it's funny if you want to bring it full circle. Now Lomachenko's on the front lines fighting in Ukraine. And so is uh, Vitaly Klitschko and his yeah, brother. And his brother. It's crazy. Yeah. That's, but that's the weird world we live in right now. Yeah. Where Lomachenko, which for anybody who doesn't know boxing, he's one of the best boxers in the world right now. Uh, yeah. In the and past 10 years, he's been up he's there. He's probably in his prime or even still not even yet in his prime. And he's fighting on the front lines in Ukraine. He pulled out of a fight with Cambosis. Yeah. yeah. The guy who beat Teofimo Lopez just, just to go to fight. fight. Yeah. So... And then former heavyweight champions, both the two brothers, Vitaly and Vladimir Klitschko, mm-hmm. are also fighting on the front lines. You know, Vitaly became the mayor of Kiev, which is the capital of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a fucking weird world we live in right now. You know what sucks the most? I remember, again, the old guy. I remember back in the day when the heavyweight division was the division to watch. Mm-hmm. These heavyweights right. moved like lightweights and welterweights. They were big, but They were swift actually conditioned. And yeah. athletic. Right. Now you got these frumpy dudes who just yeah. throw in haymakers the whole time. There's, not, there's <clears throat> nothing about the beautiful sport involved in a heavyweight fight, with the exception of like Anthony Joshua. Yeah, but Dante even, Wilder at a, at a point was boxing right, beautifully. Right. That's where he went wrong against Fury. You can tell all he wanted was that knockout. knockout. That's yeah. all he wanted. Right. Yeah. And, and that was so upsetting for me because i loved deontay wilder and i've always disliked tyson fury yeah but through that those three fights three was three right Mm -hmm. through those three fights i actually gained respect for tyson fury and kind of lost it for deontay i I agree 100 percent. the minute he said my costume was too heavy yeah and my scrawny ass legs couldn't take it (laughs) you're talking you're talking a, a two-minute walk. Yeah, yeah. A two-minute walk. You're a trained athlete. He does have scrawny-ass legs, he though. He does. <laughs> he does. He's that guy that's beautiful from the waist up, and it's like, what the fuck from yeah. the waist down? Yeah. But you walked two minutes in this fucking costume. Right. Anyway, we can go on for hours about that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. how we got on this, but... <laughs> I know, I know. But, um, yeah, I mean, we but we do know our shit about boxing. Oh, yeah. The way people talk about football and shit, we talk about boxing. Yeah. Except we don't say we. Like when Manny Pacquiao wins, I don't walk around going, we won. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and putting a, a flag of his face on my car, <laughs> driving around everywhere. I'm not dissing on football people. I just, I just, I love the we thing. My brother and my dad would be like, oh, we just scored a touchdown. And I'm like, I'm staring right at you. <laughs> You're not there playing. What do you mean? What's this we business? The Cowboys recruited you yesterday? I mean, we. You know, so when I was a kid, I was a huge football fan. Yeah, we both were. Um, I I loved it and and I I got away from it mostly because because of boxing actually. So what I love about boxing is that it's literally one dude and his team's kind of rallying behind him but they're not in there fighting the fight for him. No. So it's really up to that guy and his mental uh you know ability to to fight through physically and mentally, right? It's it's my if, favorite saying in the whole entire world. Mike Tyson put boxing into perspective with one quote. Everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. 
So yeah. it's like you, you've had this three-month camp, and you know, okay, I'm going to dodge this. I'm going to do that. He's prone to doing this, and I'm going to do that. The minute you get fucking hit, yeah. then it's either fucking shit or get off the pot. And that's the thing. And so like with football and, and team sports, yeah, it's you've got to work as a unit. And sometimes like it's... You know, you're working as a unit, so if one guy's having an off day or, you know what I mean, then it screws up the whole thing for everybody else, and it's too dependent on the team, and that's one of the things that I just dislike and annoy me. Yeah. I I love the fact that it's just one guy, like, hey, man, we worked hard to get you to do what you need to do, and either you execute it or you don't. You don't. Exactly. You know? Um, exactly. It's on you. We've seen many a fights. Where they looked beautiful in camp, and you're like, fuck, this guy's got a chance. Yeah. And then he goes in, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. What'd you do that for? You know, one of the best fights that you and I saw together was when Mike Tyson bit Holyfield's ear oh, off. Oh, do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was crazy. That was... Uh, At my dad's house. Yeah. yeah. That was a good moment to to be together for. The worst, the worst fight we saw together, which I'm still clamoring for, even though they're old and they're retired, Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I mean, you know, even though they're old, they still... Pacquiao was still... Look, where Pacquiao fucked up is he said, oh, Errol Spence is out? Give me anybody. No, no. Yeah. Stop. Go back to training. Wait three more months. Yeah. But he's done, period, right? Yeah, well, he's he's running for president of the Philippines. and, And Although I saw an interview a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago or whatever it was. Somebody had said... um how cool would it be if a president fought for a world title? Oh, and, that's and, true. And somebody in his camp was like, "Well, never say never." You know what, Matt? You never know what Manny wants to do. Yeah, that, that'd be that's pretty damn true. Yeah. Wow, that's like now that's a legend right there. You know Manny, what I mean? Manny Pacquiao <clears throat> did not lose a fight because he couldn't handle it. He just fought a dude that he had a week to train for. Mm-hmm. This guy was fucking huge. Yeah, that reach was oh like, right right the, the very last one. Yeah. yeah. Against Ugas. Yeah, that's right. That's I tell right. you what, though. I have a feeling Ugas and Spence is going to be a good fight. Only because that dude knows how to use that reach. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think anybody can defeat Spence at this point, though. That's just my humble opinion. Well, did you pay attention to Spence and Porter? Yeah. I mean... Porter... Look, that's what I love about Sean Porter. That's what I love about Manny Pacquiao. That's what I loved about Miguel Cotto. Except for when he fought Canelo. I don't know what happened to him Miguel then. Miguel Cotto. Yeah. <laughs> He was one of my tops, dude. He was oh, like yeah, top of course, three. Dude. I He's love amazing. that guy. But Sean Porter said, I don't give a fuck about your skill. And he attacks. He attacks. Like Manny Pacquiao, they attack. They attack. And that's why he gave Spence a run for his money. He said, yeah. I don't give a fuck who you are. He that's, gave him a run for his it, money. It was a very uh, Maidana way to fight. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I bet you had there been a rematch for whatever reason, Porter would have won. You think so? I bet you. Dude, huh? you fight somebody once, you learn all the intricacies, the ins and outs, how they slip, how they don't, how they yeah. throw a punch. You can basically time anything after that. Well, the thing is, I don't think Spence was ever in danger, in real danger. Not in real danger, but he had somebody who actually gave him a fight. Yeah, I think he would have. I think he would have handled himself. I think he's like Mayweather. I think he's very, he's very observant. And I think going in, I think he would have ended up winning even better against Porter. I don't think so. No? Mm-mm. You know that Porter, the, there's a rumor that Porter is the only dude in history to knock out Mayweather in sparring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I believe that, man. I believe that, too. Sean Porter's a fucking pit bull, man. No, no, no. Not Porter. Spence. Sorry. Did I say Porter? Yeah. Oh, no. I meant Spence. Oh, I thought Porter. No. Spence. Spence actually 
trained uh, sparred against Mayweather. Mm-hmm. What? And he was young, and that uh, so he they made him sign a non disclosure, and so the they've actually s- people have spoken out and said, yeah, he knocked him out. And not only did he get knocked out, like because of it, like they banned Spence from ever stepping foot in that gym again. Really? Yeah. And that's like this was like years ago, like when Mayweather was in his prime or a little bit past his prime, mid thirty. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I tell you what, Spence doesn't have a fucking chance in hell against Crawford. Really? I tell you what, uh, we're watching that fight together and yeah. we're betting. Yeah. You're high. There's no way, dude. Crawford is too <sighs> tricky, man. I don't Look, know. I want Pacquiao to fight everybody. And I don't know if I've made it clear, Pacquiao is my all time favorite fighter of all time. Mm-hmm. But when I heard he wanted Crawford, I was like, ooh, time out. Time out. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not a. First of all, Crawford's not a very showy fighter, which I don't like. But at the same time, I do like because I know it's like he's sneaky. Dude, when he switches orthodox to southpaw, yeah. like no one's business. He reminds me of, uh, not in style necessarily, but the feeling I get when I watch him fight is, you remember Rigando? Oh, yeah. Where like you know he's an amazing fighter, but it's kind of like, uh, you know he's going to win, but it's kind of boring. That's how I feel with Crawford. Yeah, he doesn't win in... Ex- spectacular fashion by all means but i mean watching a box is amazing though yeah you know he's making a slow comeback actually i was reading the other day is um uh filipino uh donito uh, donito donaire yeah 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 yeah. i saw uh one of his last two fights yeah i've always loved he's like a little roy jones yeah the filipino thunder yeah that dude's badass yeah um but anyways how did we get on this? I don't know. <laughs> so we do know boxing too. This topic we can literally talk about yeah, forever. Yeah, forever. And we do when we're together usually. Yeah. And we're we're literally half and half in that sense. You love... I love it too. I love beautiful boxing, the beautiful science. I love watching people just float. But right? you and love just, the brawlers. But I love the brawlers. That's yeah. why I love Pacquiao, man. Yeah. Yeah. Maidana, Cotto, Pacquiao. Like those are your guys. Yeah. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, on the on the other hand... Like Evander Holyfield was one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, he he's that heavyweight I was speaking of, beautiful boxer, light on his feet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is why Tyson got uh, fed up when they were fighting and yeah. bit his ear. Yeah. Did you know he came out with a uh... oh an edible in the shape of an ear? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, dude. I even look at like um, some of my favorite. Um, YouTube fight channels, Fight Hype, Fight Hub, mm-hmm. ES News with Ellie Secback. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, I was able to watch hours of those channels. Yeah. And now now they're in, interviewing, nothing wrong with it, right? They're giving these kids shine, but it's like... The 15, YouTube kids? Yeah. No, no, no. No, I'm talking like 15-year-old kids oh, in the okay, gym. Oh, okay, right, that right. Are, you know, it's just like random filler shit. And now a lot of them are focusing on the YouTube yes. bullshit oh and, God, and a lot of MMA. I mean, yes, I know the, ty- the channels are fight club, fight hype, fight hub, but they were these were predominantly boxing channels. Right. And even they don't even know how to fucking cover boxing anyway. Yeah. And see, that's what ruined it. So when I said Mayweather is part of the problem, when he started fighting YouTubers just to make a few million dollars, yeah. like that became part of the problem because before it's like you earn you had to earn that shit i don't give a fuck who you are you have to get that professional record of 30 and 0 with fucking 29 knockouts to fucking be able to say like i've earned this spot to fight mayweather or the top dudes yeah and to 
to to to give a shot even if it was an quote exhibition like to just some fucking youtuber who's rich who decided that he wanted to go train for a year like yeah. that's a joke dude it is dude it it they're making a fucking mockery of this sport big mm-hmm. time and then that other idiot's brother, the idiot's brother, Jake, fighting fucking nobodies. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So he fought fucking Tyrone Woodley. Tyrone right. Woodley's a wrestler, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the, go to MMA. See what happens to you then. Fight Tyrone Woodley in the cage. See what happens. And that's almost what makes it worse, man, is that it almost seems like it's become like the WWE. Yes. You know? People are feeding into it. Yeah. And that's what sucks about it. These people have no idea what boxing is, but because they're YouTuber wants to do it's so stupid dude like i I can't again it's a weird fucking world we live in. it is dude i mean you back in the day or not even back in the day two three years ago you have to earn your your title fight you have to earn um your fight against a big name right you have to go through the ranks now they're just take it yeah that's one thing and i've talked over the years shit about the ufc because i'm just not to me, I feel like the UFC just turned into something I never wanted it to be since when, when we, from back when we were kids. Because yeah. when we were kids, it was awesome. It was like the karate guy comes in and fights the wrestler. The yeah. freaking judo guy comes in and fights. You know what I mean? It was it was cool. And then now with mixed martial arts, everybody fights the same way. And so that kind of, I still respect it. I appreciate it. Um, but for me, that just made me lose a lot of my interest. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, I think the UFC is still doing things. They're doing things right with the fighters and everything. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. And so I, I got to say, I've, this it's made me lose a lot of respect for boxing, but gain a lot of respect for the UFC. Yeah. I've been watching UFC religiously since, fuck, I couldn't even tell you when. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love MMA. Since Shamrock and... <laughs> oh, dude, Tito, the Ortiz, Tito Ortiz was my man. The Gracies but back like, in the day. Yeah. It's like you look at the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight. Oh God! That no. was that was an acceptable fight because you had two trained fighters, right? You yeah, know, a real fighter with a real record who's a world champion in two weight divisions, and then you have Mayweather who's fucking. Un- I mean that. Okay, yeah, fine. I can I, see I'll, the allure of that. I'll, fight. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, but this, these other fucking morons. Yeah, I would fight those guys on a two days notice. <laughs> Get my ass kicked or not. I don't care. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and I think anybody, when they're going to be offered $10 million to get your ass kicked, it'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah. Just uh, make sure you give it to me in a big giant check. I'd wrap my gloves in that plaster that Margarito (laughs) did. (laughs) Fucking go to town. Fucking Margarito, man. (laughs) All Uh, right, man. We went way off. Yeah. Nothing music. Sorry, uh, uh, non-boxing fans. We went from politics to boxing. (laughs) We we basically ran through Rocky IV right now. Oh man! Um, so last weekend, let's let's get a little music in. Last weekend, my family and I went to Colorado. Oh yeah, that's right. And we went to go see Bill, <laughs> Billy Island. What? The Rockies. Did you like that? Did yeah. I say? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Colorado. My wife and kids went a few years back to a different concert, but this time I went. Um, I'm a Billy Eilish fan, right? The songs that I've heard, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't own albums or anything. But my daughter's big time into her. I know you're big time into her. But man, that one little girl put on one fucking hell of a show, man. One hell of a show. The light display, the way she gets into it. Her brother was there, right? I heard that her brother sometimes is there, sometimes he's not. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. And he was there. Dude, she had a live drummer. Like, all of her shit had live drum tracks on it. Yeah. Fucking blew my mind. 
I I believe it. I've never seen her perform live. Yeah. But I've also I've seen where she even talks about like her mentality going into a performance and it's just like us. It's like you need to give a show. Yeah. Like and she's got a lot of energy on stage yeah. and you know and then I mean she's she's blown up so it's like she could literally the crowd is like holding on to everything that she's doing and so yeah i can imagine that the crazy part about that is that i know you and i love saying these things but i saw her at a time when she was nobody right i took my daughter to see khalid in oh that's right 2017 or something like that 2018 around there right he's singing everyone's going crazy and this little girl runs out he's like i want to bring my friend billy out and Adeline's going crazy. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Now, I told Adeline the other day, I said, isn't it weird how she was a nobody on Khalid show? Now she's fucking way bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, But that's cool, man. That's a show that I actually almost went to ACL just to see her. Oh, yeah. uh, one year, because, you know, we've, we would go Every regularly. Year, but, yeah. dude, the lineups have sucked. But a couple of years back, she was headlining. And... uh but there was nobody good that I felt like worth seeing. Yeah. So it was like, do we really want to go just to see her? Yeah. We decided not to. Yeah. But I, I mean, I can imagine it was a great show. Yeah, it was. We, I mean, we had a good time, right? I've never been there before, but the reason we went was the show. And yep. it was, it was great. I love Denver so much. You know, we, we mainly kept to the city for most of the part like yeah. downtown or whatever it's called right. uh-huh. i don't know if i was downtown but the city part of it yeah were the buildings um, big yeah then you were downtown <laughs> <laughs> well no apparently there's two of them yeah yeah uh, so i don't yeah it's weird um we kind of stuck to that area for for the most part yeah so i liked it but I think I need to venture out a little more before I'm like, I fucking love this place. Like for right now, I'm like, eh, yeah, I'll go back. Yeah. Like we're going back in September to see um, My Chemical Romance. Oh, really? Well, I bought, I bought, my, my son's a big time My Chemical Romance fan. Really? And I bought these tickets in 2020 before the pandemic hit. Oh, wow. And it was, the concert was supposed to be, oh, the concert was going to be. September of 2020, mm-hmm. and then they pushed it back, yeah. and then they pushed it back again. So why Denver, though? Because we're far from Denver. That was the closest place they were coming. Really? Mm-hmm. No Phoenix? I don't remember. Oh, no, you know what it was? Did my wife say that? I don't know. I don't remember why I chose Denver. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like yeah. I like I said, I, I love Denver. Um, the, you know, I spent a week there. Mm-hmm. That was my experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ended up like, I mean, granted, I was there for like something that was really cool. And so I had like really good experiences, which probably added to my love for it. But even when I was like driving around and I went to Dallas, this park where they filmed the hotel where they filmed Dumb and Dumber, yeah. um, which is the Shining Hotel, which is where Stephen King got his idea to write The Shining. Mm. Um, like that whole experience was like was amazing for me. I remember partying on a rooftop downtown yeah. and thinking that the roof was going to cave in because there were so many people. <laughs> um, it was fun, man. And then like the, just even the, the architecture, the houses, walking oh, downtown. That, dude, the like, houses are fucking beautiful, yeah. man. I love old like brick houses and shit. Mm-hmm. Like anybody who lives in El Paso, the Eastwood High School area. Yeah. It's my favorite area of this whole town. 
The houses there are just beautiful. And that's what kind of sucks about El Paso. El Paso, even though they're like really beautiful, they're really nice houses. When you go to cities like that, you're like, dude, like there's no house in El Paso that looks like even this shittiest one in this oh, neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've always hated that. And there's a lot of creepy houses there too, though. Yeah, I love like, that. That's what I think is they, great. They look like, um, like the homes in in, in the Halloween movies. You yeah. Know what I mean, like that cookie cutter, just the peak. It's a rectangular house. You know right. what I mean? Side by side. I don't know. It looked creepy to me. You know where I've seen some of the nicest houses, aside from Denver? Denver's my favorite. was uh, in Houston, which is really weird. Really? Yeah, Houston has some really freaking oh, nice I can imagine. Houston's a nice place for yeah. what I've seen. And it's not like... Like, even L.A. Like, L.A. has huge houses, but I think they're too, like... Yeah. It's too L.A. Yeah. Like, places like Denver, they that's what I'm saying. Like, they're those, like, Victorian-style homes. Like, like mine is a Victorian-style, I think. I don't know. Anyways... It has that old school look and they're beautiful and they're probably better built than most other houses. Yeah. But here in El Paso, it's like, well, in certain areas, stucco still. and well, yeah, you're talking... everything is like this different shade of brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Cause we live in the desert. So the, it's like the newer homes. Yeah. But I mean, homes from the seventies, eighties, sixties. Well, mean... that's why I love this neighborhood. Yeah. Because yeah. Oh, I love this neighborhood. When you drive down this neighborhood, it's one of the few neighborhoods that exist where the ho- every house is different. Right. As opposed to now, every house just looks like another uh, replicated version of the house next door. Yeah, but your house comes with the history that I don't <laughs> I don't want with an older home. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I'm kidding, Patrick. <laughs> remember, I told you we should get Eric on here one day to talk about his experience the other day when he was recording drums. Yeah, and uh, when's that going to happen? Um, soon. I just uh, I've been so preoccupied, man, with uh, still my mom's house, and uh, but uh, soon we'll do that. You hear that, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> I know you heard his last time. <laughs> well, he recorded drums. We were here for a while, and then he decided that he didn't he didn't like them after all. So we're going to re-record them. Yeah. So. But uh, do you have anybody for the chat today? Because I got the reminder because I'm oh, looking on the... I do. Dude, I, I prepare for the chat the minute we're done with with uh, episodes. Awesome. So today, everybody, welcome to another segment of the chat. So today I picked a... Uh, I've only been checking this band out for about a month or so. And again, for everybody who knows at this point, I am a name guy. If I see a name and I like the name of the band, I'm going to listen to it, right? Plain and simple. I don't look for genres. I don't look for faces. I look for names, right? So this the name of this band is the na- a band named Soul Glow. <laughs> right? That's great. I know, right? Right? Instantly, I thought about coming to America. Yeah. Right? But, okay, so they're, um, they're like a, a hardcore punk band who does they they do like sporadic uh um moments of hip hop like dude they're all over the place all over the place the 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 singer or screamer he has this very high pitched scream to me who's very reminiscent of earlier um days of the guy from refused oh okay like it but it, there's nothing technical about it right mm-hmm. you can tell that this is just brutal straight up hardcore punk music like like you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Talking fast and 
But then, I don't know, we're like on this one album, and I'll get into that album right now. There's just this one song, which is my favorite song from them. It's pretty. It's melodic. This guy's rapping over it, like clearly rapping. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, fucking bam, spastic punk. Wow. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So the name of that song is my favorite song from them called The Spiritual Level of Gang Shit. And like I said, it incorporates hip-hop, it's melodic, and then it goes straight to like this crazy punk, and then he starts that fast-talking shit, right? Right. Um, so there's another album. They have a full-length album. that t- Their latest is a full-length album that took them like fucking three, four years to put together. Um, the other two, I don't know if they're full albums, but there's more than seven songs on there right mm-hmm. so again this is the name of the album I, I hate that we have to preface this in these days okay i'm not a racist <laughs> i'm just this is the name of the album i can't help it right okay so the nigga in me is me that's the name of the album oh really yeah and they're a bunch of white dudes right no no There's one white guy in the band oh really yeah bunch oh, of black okay. dudes yeah they're fucking awesome yeah so that's the name of the album the nigga in me is me and there's a song called 32 right on that album, that's my favorite album because he does like this this fast talking, rapping type thing, right? And it really reminded me of Anthony Kiedis. And that's when I was like, oh man, like the earlier days of the Chili Peppers when he would do like that rapping, um, fast talking mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. So that, that song drew me in. But all their stuff is basically hardcore punk, right? Um, with sprinkles of different genres here and there. But it's the main focus is very spastic, fast, hardcore punk. Where are they from? Uh, fuck, I don't even know. Huh. I think they're signed to Epitaph. I think they just okay. recently got so signed to Epitaph. so then they must be pretty damn good. Well, I tell you what, dude, 40,000 followers or listeners on Spotify? That's a shame for but, these guys. But most, most artists, at least in my opinion, on Epitaph are usually pretty damn good artists. Oh, I, I, dude, yeah, that's why I'm bringing them up. I think they're amazing. Huh. It's. I mean, if you're into like that, again, hard-driven, hardcore... Um, very punk right don't go into it expecting like metal hardcore you know what i mean though they do have spritz of that yeah they are an epitaph but i don't see anything about where they're from that's interesting yeah huh so the chat for today ladies and gentlemen soul glow for the seven of you i think we're up to seven now (laughs) seven and a half (laughs) oh because eric or jason yeah exactly Well, maybe they'll make a hole and we'll call it six. Well, that's cool. I, I really want to check this out. Um, I'm I'm interested. I, you know me. I, I love that kind of stuff. You know, it's weird <clears throat> talking about that. So, like, speaking of Jason, like, Jason and I were having this conversation. I'm more into, like, hardcore punk music now than I ever was. Really? Yeah. Like, I could only take it in little bits and pieces back in the day. Mm. And now I find myself listening to it far more than ever before yeah it's beautiful i love it yeah it's an acquired taste right like you don't you don't find hardcore punk lovers yeah yeah often you know but i'm talking like and i think it goes back to what we've talked about before you know i've told you how i love that raw element in music right mm -hmm. and so a lot of the rock music is not having that anymore right but you still find it in punk and good punk music every time every time i listen to anything that has to do with punk i think about our friend our dear friend, Nick Prieto. Because he got me into a lot more of the punk that I listen to now. Yeah. When um, he and I were hanging out a lot. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Mug. Um, late 90s. 
He was showing me all these bands, and there was which, this one. Which, by the way, happens to be Eric's brother. Yeah, our drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, he introduced me to this band called Propagandi. Oh, okay, I yeah, fuck, I remember them. I fucking loved them. Yeah, yeah. But he used to sing this one part. I used to make him sing it all the time because of the way he did it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he got me into a lot of the punk that I like. He uh, he introduced me more to not so mainstream punk. Right. You know what I mean? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I was always into, like, Misfits, um, Ramones. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always, you know, the mainstream ones. Um, some punks that kind of teetered on, like, the thrash, hardcore. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> but prior to Nick, I was into, you know, like, the Descendants. and yeah. Rancid. Well, see, and I, and I never, I, I never liked Rancid or. I know everybody was into them. Yeah, I know it was weird, and but I just at the time, like now, I could go back and listen and be like, um, and and and, and appreciate it, right? Mm-hmm. Like even so, like not to name drop, but like we stayed at Greg Hudson from Bad Religion's house, yeah, which is a really cool thing. But even then, yeah, I was I couldn't have told you anything really about bad religion other than they were some of the pioneers of punk right like yeah at that point i had liked or still like you know a few of their stuff i i you know known enough about them to be excited right but not like if someone was like hey you're gonna be crashing at chino's house then i'd be fucking shitting myself and <laughs> right sniffing his underwear which uh so real quick let me finish my thought so i appreciate bad religion far more now yeah than i did when in hindsight, I wish I would have appreciated that because, you know, I mean, remember the like his room that we were in, and we saw his gold records and yeah, all that. Like, yeah, it was and weird. it was it was cool, but at the same time, I didn't have that appreciation for them. So I right, we we were aware of where we were at, right, and the honor to be there. But again, it 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 didn't have like that star power again. Yeah. If it were you know Chino or for you Jonathan Davis, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't, dude, don't hold back, man. <laughs> that was a part of your. You're here today because of who you once were. That, embrace it. I I liked Jonathan Davis when I was a kid, and you still do. No front, man. No, I, I don't. I can't yeah, stand right. him now, dude. Like, matter of fact, he is what I don't like about Corn now. Okay, now, but still, you you're making it seem like I'll fuck that guy all together. <laughs> you know, if Blind were to come on right now, you and I would oh, look. Yeah. At, you and I would look at each other, and you would say. I don't mind. You can change it if you want, but don't bother me. <laughs> so I was going to mention about uh, a couple of things. So I kind of keep them on my mind. Um, speaking of Deftones, their their bass player quit. Yeah. And I'm sad and I want to join their band. You know, it's crazy what they, how, why did, he quit. Yeah. Did you read his, his, yeah, I saw, I saw the video where he actually talks oh, about yeah, it. You, I don't have social media, so I had to read the article you yeah. sent me. Yeah. Um, it's so weird that after all this time, he's just a random part. Like he's not even a full member. Right. That's crazy. I mean, dude, Diamond Eyes. Um, oh, fuck, I forgot it again. We even had this this argument on another episode. He's been in the. He's been quote unquote yeah. in the band for a long time, but he's not a never was yeah. made an official member. Gore, Nihau, Kailan, I don't remember, I don't remember <laughs> the name of the, I, I can never get that one right. Yeah. But all these albums are amazing. Yeah. He had a hand in that. The latest album, Ohms, dude, fuck, how's this guy not, 
in a the band, band member. Yeah, that's but like, he he also mentioned something about Frank still not being, or it took him a long time. The DJ. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so weird to me. How do you half join a band? I'm going to make you go on tour. I'm going to make you give up your life. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But you're not a part of the band. Let me tell you how that probably happens. In my, well, based on what I know. Before you go into that, mm. I would totally do it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) And that would be awesome. I'll be your bass tech. I think what it is, it's the politics within the record label itself. Because a record label at that point can save money. I think it comes down to money. Because it's easier to pay a guy like... uh, salary or whatever they pay him as opposed to him being officially in the band then it's probably more out of pocket for them and right now record labels are hurting and stuff which but do you not enough to do that but i feel like but i also do feel there's a level of the band can step up and speak up and be like we want him in well that's what i'm saying haven't done it you don't think they're getting his cut it's not like the the record company saying you chino abe Stefan, you all are gonna get your same. Yeah, and that's 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 why they probably don't step up because yeah, it, it would give them a a cut in pay. But probably. see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm I'm a family guy. Mm-hmm. It goes four ways or it doesn't go at all. Right. Especially, you know what I mean? Like our bands that we're in, like yeah. Texas Cutthroat. There's now three of us. Right. Though we started the band, Pepe is our third, and I would never say, "Oh, Paul and I started it." Right. So he's, we'll, we'll, call, we'll worry about him. No, it goes three ways now. Mm-hmm. That's just. I the, love three ways. Oh, you, dude, with you and Pepe. Mm. <laughs> dude, all that, all that, that beard rubbing on my chest. <laughs> yeah. No, no. For reals, though, it's like, um, well, I mean, for one, I think he's kind of dumb for, for leaving the band, even though I think I would have, like, really just made a, sh- a stink of it if I would felt that strongly about it and been like, dudes, what, what the fuck? Yeah, well, he tried. They ignored his phone calls. But at the same time, then then it's fucking weird. Then it's yeah. weird. You're on tour together. What's he going to do, get his own bus now? Here, you, you got an Uber to fucking San Diego. But yeah. it's like any job where there's a lot of people that work jobs that they don't even like their boss or they don't like their coworkers, right? But dude, think, like to get paid to be the bass player for Deftones. Dude, they can pay me exactly what I'm getting paid right now. Pay me what I'm getting paid right now and I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. But that's because it's, it's my favorite band. You know, there's reasons I would do it. Yeah. But at the same time, there comes a point of you have to respect yourself, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. have to know your self-worth. I know my self-worth. If you came to me and you're like, I wrote the whole album, here's this and that, I'd be like, mm, time out. That's a no. <laughs> yeah. No, sir. I screamed on it and everything. Start your own band because I'm not playing any of those lines. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I am a musician. Like, right. This is it's what I do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Though they gave him creative freedom. Right. Right? He did all his bass lines and whatnot. I don't know if it was a money thing. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, so yeah, he's probably respecting himself some. He's older now. He mm-hmm. still has Quicksand, right? Quicksand has always been amazing in their own right. I love their last album was ridiculous. Yeah, which true. He can make. He still makes money off of that. I'm sure. Will it be at that level? No. Right. Quicksand never got to that level. Right. But at the same time, it, it comes down to just respecting yourself. It's like being in a shitty relationship and being like, "I'm only staying with you because you're hot." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That uh, again. Which is why I'm still with you. Okay. <laughs> Again, you know, there's like, there's just politics involved in anything. and Well, of course. I, the yeah. business aspect. And when people put the money and all that above, like, just being cool people, like, that's what happens, you I, know? It's so weird. I never saw those dudes being like that. 
ever. You know what's what's funny is that you know like uh what's his name the bass players or in the guitar players uh, Stefan Steph like he's like a dipshit flat earther yeah like, he's always high yeah like and from <laughs> I read an article where uh I guess they asked like Chino like how do you deal with him like he's fucking weird like and Chino's like well we don't really talk about that like we just like I don't know it, it's weird I almost feel like they're at a level where like it's not even that personal anymore like i don't know like like it's their job now yeah. and not like this like a group of amazing friends i don't know that's just the you, way i, mean, I you, see it you could be right it it's sad if it were to get to that it's like again like it's like in a relationship you know what i mean yeah the day shit goes stale why even bother yeah i yeah. mean yes i know maybe you're contractually obligated to x amount of albums or whatever the, their contract looks like i don't fucking know yeah there's that might have something to do with it right mm-hmm. but you know it, it reminds me of like metallica when cliff burton died right because it's the same thing like chi chang died um obviously he was in a coma first they needed to fill in this dude came in um and uh the same thing i think they kind of screwed like jason newstead and metallica over i mean he made a bunch of money eventually but they kind of screwed him over in many ways and then he finally ended up quitting the band you know years later I wonder, it, if, I wonder if they did the same to Robert Trujillo. Because I remember in the documentary, Some Kind of Monster, they only offered him a million dollars to join the to band. To join, yeah. Though that's a lot of money. Well, maybe this day and age it's not that much. Right, right. But it's like, dude, you guys are fucking practically billionaires. You're giving me a million dollars? The thing about Robert Trujillo, which I really firmly believe, is that he has created such a presence for himself in that band they cannot deny that. Yeah. And so he has to be, you know, if not an official member, I don't know, making pretty good living doing what he's doing. Right. I mean, because Robert Trujillo was so well known from suicidal to he played for Ozzy. To, he played for Infectious Grooves. Yeah. Infectious like, Grooves is, dude, oh my God. The things he did with Infectious Grooves, stop it. He reminds me so much of you. Why? Native American bass player. (laughs) (laughs) And it's weird how his kid is just taking, not even weird. It's like he spawned this other amazing bass player. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his kids. That's what's really weird right now lately. Like all of these artists are now having these amazing kids. Like, I mean, even the guys from Metallica, the guys from Stone Temple Pilots, Slipknot, like... All these bands, their kids are starting bands now. And even though they're not like, oh, man, this is amazing. Like, you can tell there's talent there. Absolutely. It's really kind of cool. Especially you know? uh, Corey Taylor's kid. His It's like listening to, to him, an 18-year-old Corey Taylor. Yeah. You know Same thing mean? with Scott Weiland's kid. Oh, yeah. I forgot about He him. sounds just like his dad. It's freaking weird. And that's what kind of sucks. It's like, maybe he can't help it, but maybe you should try not to sound like your dad. <laughs> yeah. Well... I think it can go either way. It's kind of like you shouldn't, you should have your own, but at the same time, it's like, wow, like you can, like you can sound like your dad. Like, and so it almost fills this void because his dad's not here. Does that make sense? For the Scott Whalen kid? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm talking more like the Corey Taylor. Oh yeah. But I feel like maybe they just can't even help it. (laughs) You know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let me try a skosh, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, like if your son does he play bass? Has he ever played bass? He does not, okay. not to my extent. Yeah, 
but he plays guitar to your extent. I, I'm just saying, like, one day, don't be surprised. You see him without a shirt, sticking out his tongue on stage. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, you got oh, that from your dad. He's, he's an amazing guitar player, man. It's, really? It's crazy, dude. He He's... Start. Well, <laughs> he's starting a band. I mean, I mean, he plays guitar, not bass, you know, because he is my kid. He takes after his real dad. <laughs> and I told him that too when he told me he's more of a guitar player. This was years ago. Yeah, I was like, I "Fucking knew it, man. You are Uncle Paul's kid. I knew it." Is he starting to grow out some dreads? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. He does have blonde hair though, like you did. Oh, really? Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's crazy, dude. He um. I taught him a few things here and there, and then he just fucking. And well, you sent me the thing like he f- officially started like his band or whatever, right? Yeah, which is and, really cool. And all these kids like talk him up. All these kids are like, "Dude, I I don't even want to fuck with you, man. Like you're the I'm nowhere near as good as you. Yeah, like all these kids tell him that. So that's pretty awesome. Like, and what I think is really cool about that is like you didn't push him in any way no no. he just picked it up on his own like we did yeah my wife and i always had that agreement we're not going to push our kids into sports into music into this just has to be natural you know like my daughter she's naturally amazing at baking she loves cooking right she Mm -hmm. wants to go to culinary school after she completes her psychology degree or whatever she's doing i'm just glad that my kids are really shaping out to be very uh productive people in society you did great even (laughs) though even though i did all the work and i paid for everything you did your part (laughs) i had the sleepless nights i have to pay for everything but you did a hell of a job that seat alone is all all i needed (laughs) all right so the other thing i want to talk about your vegan journey oh man we said we're gonna do this for an hour okay um it's it's fucking hard. Dude. Oh wait, we're, we're, we're quick before it. Adeline, if if she's ever listening, I, I'm expecting some baked goods now. But I'm just saying she will though. She, no, honestly, <laughs> vegan baked goods. She's starting to get on that front oh, awesome. because my wife has diabetes. Carrot cake. She learned how to make a keto cake. Oh wow! It tastes just like it's weird, dude. Like, look. Let me guess. She uses. I don't even know. Oh. It, last year she was like hey dad for mom's birthday what are we gonna do and i'm like well she can't eat cake because mm-hmm. normally their birthdays land on school days mm-hmm. right or work days if i'm off i put i'll put up banners and balloons and i'll bake the cake for everybody and but last year for whatever reason adeline was off and she was like oh, i'm gonna learn how to make a keto cake for mom she looked it up looked at the ingredients she's like yeah mom can eat this she fucking what? made it that's was, awesome i think like i've heard that they using like sweet potato uh, no, I don't think she used potato in this oh, one. Okay. I think it was like almond, no, coconut flour. I don't remember. I will tell you, since I told you I wasn't going to eat sugar, mm-hmm. I know I told you I wasn't going to drink, which I have. But So you've had sugar. Well, yes, but not like Our, the good desserts, yes. like which I used to have on a daily basis. Yeah. Dude, since I told you, I have not had any sugar. Really? Yeah. Except brown sugar over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's more salty but whatever (laughs) um but yeah dude i haven't had any at all i'm i'm pretty proud of myself with that and the great part is is that i'm already at the point where dude i think about dessert it grosses me out that's so weird that's all i'm thinking about you know what's so weird i was telling aiden the other day this whole time that i've been in this fucking journey yeah you know what i keep thinking about the first thing i want to eat what i want breakfast 
I want eggs, bacon. Have you tried ham. just egg yet? I will. No. Dude, that stuff is amazing. I want pancakes. Like, I don't know why. Normally, you would think I would want to go. You can do sh- vegan pancakes without sugar. I want you to just hear what you said. Go back and listen to what you just said. Vegan pancakes? Oh, because you want to put syrup on it. Sugar. Yes. Yeah. I don't see. I eat pancakes with no syrup. What the fuck? Yeah. And my wife used to give me shit because I used to eat them with my hand. I wouldn't use a fork or anything. I just sit there like a tortilla. Like, yeah. She was always like, "That's the weirdest thing," but I got her doing that same oh thing my now. God. But yeah, I don't care to put syrup on my pancakes, so that's why I say that. What, that but, ass. Yeah, dude. That's the whole point. I don't know. I just. But you need to try just egg. You I can will. buy it at Walmart for like three bucks, dude, and it tastes better than egg. And I it's will. vegan. Well, look, going back, to, I'm glad you fucking said that. I text you every year. I mean, you're my you're my um, my mentor in this, right? I've never done this before. Yeah. Though you've already told me, and you've told me from the beginning, I'm limiting myself due to the fact that I don't want breads. Right. So I'm not eating bread. I'm not eating sweets. I'm not eating meat. So my shit is fucking limited. Dude, I had cold salad and fruit for like six days, <laughs> and I wanted to fucking shoot myself. Yeah. Yeah. So then I said, all right, I always swore I wasn't going to do it. I fucking said, I'm not going to give in to this fucking beyond meat bullshit. Yeah. I'm a meat eater and I'm going to eat meat. If I'm not, then I'm not. Right. right. I'd rather have the real thing or nothing. I fucking broke because I told my wife, I said, I just need something hot at mm-hmm. this point. Like, Ooh, I want Paul's not here. And so. He's not here. So <laughs> the next best thing to Italian sausage is <laughs> fake meat. <laughs> so... What I did was I went and I got those Beyond Meat patties. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, if these taste like shit, I'm not going to waste the money. I'm going to eat them. I need them. I need to dunk them in something. So I got a can of tomato soup. Mm-hmm. I love tomato soup. Right. I fired those bad boys up, fucking cut it, closed my eyes, and I put it in my mouth. I, I do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> with you, I keep my eyes open. <laughs> I got to see your eyes roll back. Um <laughs> uh, I put it in my mouth, dude, and what the fuck? Yeah. I was blown the fuck away. Beyond Meat patties taste literally like a fresh hamburger patty off the fucking grill. Mm -hmm. I refuse to look at the ingredients because in my mind starts to pick it apart and saying, okay, I could taste this now. Right, right. So I didn't even do that. Right. I just ate the motherfucker. And dude, I've been eating them almost every day since. Yeah. So then I ventured out a little bit. Carl's Jr., yeah, you you all need to step your fucking game up, man. Your burgers are horrible. Yeah, dude. I don't know if they use Beyond Meat or the Impossible Meat or fucking whatever they're using. My God. It's, it's, they, it's like Carl's Jr. has like no standards anymore. Dude, it, it legitimately, I swear to God. It was everything I thought a, 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 a vegan patty was going to taste like. Mm-hmm. That, that, that taste is what made me not want to ever try them. Right, right. So had I tried that before I tried the impossible, the Beyond Meat, I right. said, nope, cold salad it is. And it's it funny like because food. Carl's Jr. really holds a, a near and dear place, I think, in our hearts. Oh, absolutely. Because whenever we would go on tour, that was always the first place we first, would go. In Phoenix, that's the first place we would go. Yeah. LA? Or Tucson. It was like the, oh, yeah, the, the Tucson. Carl's Jr. and Green Burrito combined. Yes. And L.A., the first place we would go was in and out mm-hmm. Yeah, so that they definitely hold near and dear. Yeah. So so you tried Beyond Meat, which is great. Mm-hmm. My favorite, just so you know, for future reference, is the Incognito. I haven't tried that one. I've tried. I love it. So I tried the Beyond Meat. I tried, My brother-in-law, he went vegan for like two weeks and he gave up. But <laughs> he was like, dude, straight up, the Impossible Burger. 
Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So I said, oh, I'm going to try these. And they're good. They do taste like a meat patty, mm-hmm. right? However, the seasoning or how, however Beyond yeah. Meat makes theirs, it tastes like a fucking 4th of July hamburger. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I tried the... Uh, the, the beef crumbles? No, well, the Whopper ones at Burger King. Oh, okay. King, uh-huh. Those were good. Yeah. They're they're thin though, man. I needed like five of those motherfuckers. <laughs> so that's what I'm that's what I'm figuring out now. Because I've limited myself. Dude, I don't think to this day I've hit maybe a thousand calories a day. Really? Because I can't I can't do it. Right. That's the shitty part about fibrous food is it fills you up quick. Big time, yeah. And you're like, fuck, I'm full, but I know I'm only at like a hundred calories, maybe. Right, right. I'm trying to shovel nuts in my mouth, which I, <laughs> I do all the time anyway. <laughs> Salads, uh, fruit, this, that, man. It's like, it's a bitch to get your calories. Again, I did it to myself with that limiting breads and all that. But I, to be honest, though, man, the, the shitty part about it is I wanted that that euphoric, like, fucking, oh, my God, I feel amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel the same, dude. But I think that's why, man, the carbs, dude. I, I feel fucking same. You need to. <clears throat> I mean, bread is vegan. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get that. But remember, we had this conversation. Yeah, before. yeah. But in my world, the bread is the the unhealthy yeah. part, not the meat. But I think honestly, <clears throat> when you're depriving yourself of those carbs, it's gonna make you feel like shit. And I think that's why. No, so, I, but that's the thing. I don't feel like shit. I just feel the same. Oh, okay. I don't feel like there's like, no improvement. No, I don't have energy. I don't, I, from day one to day. Today. day 25 mm-hmm. i feel the fucking same yeah energy wise right 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 i'm still i'm still moody and you, you know you're probably right that might be due to carbs but i find myself being very fucking angry and i go to zero to ten fast yeah. matter of fact even my little brother was telling me that he said that he tried doing the keto thing and he goes i was the angriest person on the planet yeah he was like all i ate was like like meats and cheeses or well, i don't think he said that but i know i that's when i did it i did meats and cheeses and yeah i was like i said a pretty moody fucker yeah when you, you ma- when you mouth off to me on text i'm like no no it's not paul i'm at it <laughs> <laughs> and at that time it wasn't even called keto it was uh what was it the atkins oh the atkins there yeah, yeah all meat all but that. i really want to talk about you fell off the wagon i did i don't want to say i fell off the wagon i only ate I ate meat twice. Right? What were, what were their names? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> I just went into like this meat frenzy and I blacked out. <laughs> um, I, and it's not that I necessarily fell off the wagon. Look, we were on vacation. Mm-hmm. I didn't fucking time this right. Right. I didn't want to ruin my wife and my kids' vacation. And we met with family and I'm like, you know what? Just fucking suck it up. And, oh, okay. So, yeah. But... I- I want to talk about what happened afterwards. What do you mean? When I got home? You got sick. Oh, man. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so, let, let me... It's yeah. fucking getting hot in here. <laughs> let, me, let me start off by saying this. So, it takes what? On average, 24 to 36 hours to pass whatever you ate, right? Mm-hmm. So, it hadn't even been 24 hours that I ate meat when this happened. But just coincidentally, I had meat. But Thursday, the day before we left out of town. You look lean, though, I, man. I do, right? Agent just took his shirt off to serve. I'm, t- I'm fixing to take my pants off. It looks bigger <laughs> when you lose weight. <laughs> um, no, for, for reals, dude. Yeah, wow. Thanks. Um, like Adrian from like 
when you were boxing. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a Thursday before we left, I had all these groceries, right? You know, perishables. You got to eat them fucking quick or they go bad. I said, right. I'm going to be gone for fucking four days. What can I eat? I'm hungry. Like an asshole. I cut open a, wa- a watermelon. Uh-huh. I grabbed half the watermelon, grabbed a spoon. I'm just fucking watching TV. And I looked down and I go, oh, it's gone. And I said, so fuck it, whatever, right? Yeah. I put it down. Still hungry. Fuck it. I ate an entire watermelon in like 40 minutes. Wow. The entire fucking thing. Yeah. Was it that? I don't know. Um, was it the meat? I don't Because when I ate meat, it was just one one little patty. I still didn't have the breads. Nothing. I just ate a little lettuce wrap. That's it. But dude. And I had a beer. Meat fucks you up when you haven't had it for a while. But I didn't have stomach pain. Oh, look. You're going to make me get into it. Look, I had to shit and it was it felt like I was legitimately giving birth. Yeah. I could not shit to save Dude, my life. That's the meat. But my stomach wasn't hurting. It's like whatever uh whatever I was trying to get out of me from however many days it had been turned into a fucking solid piece of concrete. Because think about this. <clears throat> You're eating fibrous foods that are literally just going through your system. They're yeah. cleaning you out. And they're yeah. in and out, in and out, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden you give it this piece of meat that just turns into sludge it wasn't sludge dude. no but i'm saying like it it was but it felt you know what i mean it like felt like it was right cement it's yeah. in your all of a sudden your body's like what like what the fuck is this yeah um and it takes forever to get through your freaking intestinal tract and that's was, where the pain I comes was in dying dude yeah like, i wanted to faint i was fucking sweating <laughs> you're like i'm dumb and dumber <laughs> yeah dude but worse i yeah. told i told my wife look we might need to call the ambulance because yeah. i can i can't pass this motherfucker so that's a huge deterrent for me to to eating meat it's like there's consequences that come with like if i ever i'm like hey, you know what fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna have a regular burger like no there's consequences that yeah. come with eating that and i'm scared because i'm going back to meat look I'll tell you this much. I do enjoy it. I I do feel something, though I don't feel the high that I was searching for. Mm -hmm. There is something there, Mm -hmm. right? So I do think I see myself adapting more to like, okay, I want my workouts to be better. I want to keep track on this. Today I'll have the impossible, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe a two-week period of just flush you know detox or not not that a vegan diet detoxes you but you know what i mean just to try to keep it more clean as much as i can right i'm no longer afraid of that yeah but i am going back to meat right for sure but now i'm fucking scared yeah now i'm scared to me um when it comes to eating meat for somebody that doesn't want to be full-on vegan it's all about moderation well yeah you know, it's mm-hmm. about like, but we, we've talked about this before. We live in a society where people eat a burger every single day. Yeah. They eat tacos with steak every single day and don't realize what the hell they're doing to their body. Yeah. Um, again, you know, if I were to bring my wife in here, she would talk about the no, animals. No, she's no longer invited. She has her own now. <laughs> nope. <laughs> she would talk about the animals and what that means to her and oh, like why she doesn't eat meat because of the animals, which I totally get. But right. if we're looking at it from a health perspective, um, like internally, like internally right now, dude, you are probably more healthy than you were a month ago. Like I'm talking arteries, heart health, 
uh, immune system, everything. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Like I said, I, I I feel something, but I just, I don't know if, if I'm watching all these videos that are just for the sake of fucking bringing viewers in and just this glorified view of <clears throat> this amazing health you're going to feel. Well, let's talk I about my dad. I don't feel that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. In that sense, that's amazing, right? So for anybody that doesn't know uh, or is listening, you know, I took my dad in. Mm -hmm. I put him on a vegan diet. Mm -hmm. Um, Shortly, within a couple of months after taking him in, he was actually diagnosed with cancer, like, throughout his body. Lung cancer, liver cancer, bone cancer. Um. He was on his deathbed, literally on his deathbed, like coughing up blood in the hospital. Couldn't even say a word without coughing up blood. Like that was it. They were like, say your goodbyes. He's got days, if he's lucky, weeks to live. Yeah. He already had been on a vegan diet, right? Um, so a vegan diet can only go so far. Yeah. But they started him on chemo. The chemo started working. Um, it got him enough, healthy enough to be able to come home. Um, and so... I even got in an argument with one of his doctors because one of his doctors was essentially saying, like, just give him whatever he wants. Like, he's essentially on his last, last leg. Let him enjoy it. Uh, and I was like, no. No, because why... If he's trying to fight the cancer, why am I going to give him food that causes cancer? Right. Which is, like, meat has a lot of carcinogens in it. Chicken, it doesn't matter. Any meat has carcinogens. And it's not necessarily because it's meat. A lot of it has to do with because of the way it's manufactured and it's produced, right? Um, Especially here in the United States. And so I said, no, I'm going to make sure he gets all the calories he needs, but I'm going to try to do the best I can and and tackle this as naturally as possible by giving him shit that's healthy. Fast forward six months later after he was given a at the most three weeks uh, yeah. to live. Yeah. He, we just went on like two, three days ago. They said his, and again, real quick, let me, let me preface by saying, I'm not saying it was a vegan diet. I'm saying it was the, it's part of oh, the big absolutely. picture, right? Yeah. So obviously chemo does his thing. The The thing is the doctor straight up said like, look, the whole hope, what we can hope for best case scenario. And this is back when he started chemo is that the chemo can kind of freeze everything into place. Right. Because his cancer is so advanced that that's all we can hope for. Um, well, his his cancer has very largely reversed from an eight and a half centimeter tumor, which was the biggest tumor in his lung, to three centimeters. That's crazy. Um, they said his liver was riddled with tumors. Nothing even showed up on the scan now. And... He's like happy and, and the healthiest I've seen him in years. Yeah. Um, he did really well with the chemo. Um, so now he's actually going to be taken off of chemo and just continue immunotherapy. And the doctor said, you know, I I don't know what the hell you're doing, but what you're doing is working. So keep doing it. Keep doing it. So to me, that's a huge testament to where I think the vegan diet and in some instances again we've talked about how it's not the same for everybody right. but in many instances when you when you put a carrot up against a piece of red meat a slab of red meat you know there that meat has a lot of shit in there that's bad for you whereas the carrot doesn't it may not be enough food to sustain you however right. like 
it's night and day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I think internally you're probably healthier right now than you've been in a very long time because of what you're eating. Probably. I, w- I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I've always tried to control, you know, because the working out and whatnot, I don't eat horrible all the time. I do indulge every now and again. Right. Yeah. But I do eat meat every day. Mm-hmm. Now, hard red meat every day. No. You right. know what I mean? It's a tuna for the protein and you know what I mean? But, I don't know, man. I still have three weeks left, and I'm fucking... It's it's a fight every day. Every single day. Really? But what really gets me off, and it's <laughs> and it's fucking stupid, but when people tell me, fuck, I can never do that. Fuck, I admire you. Fuck, you're strong. That gets me going. Right. Because I'm like, yeah, you're damn right. You couldn't fucking do it. Yeah. Can't hang it's like this, man, my man. It's a mental game for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 But try it, dude. Even if it's not for two weeks. Even if it's for... F- Three days. Stay vegan for three days and eat carbs. Oh, no, that's what that's what I was getting to. I see myself no longer shying away from, you know, I'm, I don't feel like eating meat today. I'm going to have a salad or whatever, right? right? But right. to try the foods that, that you've been telling me about that include bread and what have you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely would. And going back to the, the um, experimenting I've been doing. You introduced me to Gardenian. Gardein. Gardein. Mm-hmm. Dude, I had chorizo last night, which what I thought was chorizo. <laughs> plant, plant-based plant chorizo, mind you. It's not all soy and tofu, right. soy rizzo. And all. It was plant-based chorizo. Fucking one bite, I damn near lost my shit. I was like, dude, am I fucking tripping? Like, have I been drinking? Like, did I hit my head? What's going on here? This tastes like fucking chorizo. Yeah. I ate the whole fucking thing. The whole bag is gone. So imagine you ate a whole bag of real chorizo, all those calories, all that fat. Like, yeah. how bad is that for you? Yeah. And you were able to do that and walk away and be like, hey, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I put some avocado in there, a few jalapenos. Oh, that sounds amazing. I rocked that bitch. I didn't have a tortilla, right? But I ate it just like that. And yeah. it was just as good. When you are ready, I will literally go. So there's a place downtown called Veggie Jackson. Mm-hmm. The best vegan food on the fucking planet. And now at this point, I've eaten a lot of vegan food. I will go and get you their, quote, steak tacos, vegan steak tacos. Okay. Yeah. I'm down. You're going to be, you're going to shit yourself. I'm down. In a, in a really good way. Yeah, because the last time was horrible. So we said we were going to talk about, we're obviously almost out of time. We said we were going to talk about our history and our come up. And oh, we shit. totally forgot again. Yeah. So we have to next time. We, we got to hold ourselves to yes, that. Yes, we will. You know what? I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write it out because I have a little a little section for my chat, right? Yeah. Where I write all my notes for the chat. So I'm going to write that down right now. Band history topic. Got it. Done for sure. Yeah, we need to. I want to like make notes too so i can remember little details as we go along um, yeah i get excited when i think about that just because yeah. it's fun to to just uh, i'm not i'm not a i was having this conversation with my dad i'm not a big reminiscer except for when i'm with you right it's weird like i'm oh. the type of person i don't like thinking about the past i like thinking about like what's going to be tomorrow or what what am i doing today right my dad is a big reminiscer and oh so am i God. but with him it's like dude so am i I know you are. That's what I was telling him. I was like, you know, it's funny as I was like, Adrian's like that too. Yeah. I said, oh shit. You said, Can you oh, hear shit, me still? Dad? <laughs> I dropped the headphones. Okay. Um, but oh, it's really loud now. 
I don't remember what I was saying. You were talking about how I, I and your dad are reminiscers. Oh yeah. So I was, but I was telling him, I was like, you know, what's funny is that when I'm Adrian, he brings that out of me yeah. because I, I do genuinely like reminiscing about, um, the shit that we've been through. Yeah. I always text you. Hey, remember this? Yeah. Hey, remember this? <laughs> but with anybody, damn it, I almost dropped it again. With anybody else, like, I'm just like, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> you know what it is? It's people often like to know your background and mine's music. Right. And every time I get into that, I have to start telling these stories because a lot of the way you and I came up with and the amazing things that we've got to experience, though some people would say that's not shit, but to us, it was at the time, it was a lot. Right. right. They look at me and they're like, who the fuck are you? Why are you sitting here? And I'm like, dude, that's an even longer story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because they hear all the producers and the out of town and the record showcases and the whiskey and they're like, why are you here? And I'm like, man. And the thing is, most people think, which even us, I think back then, to us, that was making it, you know, like you make it, like people are throwing money at you and when it's quite the opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're forced to go. I mean, I know touring musicians in some of the biggest bands that still have to go home and work a regular job. Yeah. People don't realize that it's, it's a like very it used dif- to be. It's a very difficult industry. It's not the days of Motley Crue getting a five million dollars signing bonus are over. Like you, I think even Chino, since you love Chino, made a comment where he said, "I still have to tour and work to pay the bills." Really? Yeah, yeah. He said, like, in one of the biggest bands in the world, and it's like. Hey, I can't take a year off. I still need to go on tour. I mean, he's probably spending money like an idiot. But oh yeah, it's like. But at the same time, that speaks volumes because the average person that doesn't understand the music industry thinks that oh, you're up there on stage, you're making yeah so much money. But that's not the case. Even if you are in a big band, yeah. For me, making enough money to pay the bills is all I would want, just to make music my career playing in a band so real quick one of the things i I wanted to maybe end on it brings up a good point i went to go see hunt the dinosaur with Mm. my wife oh yeah which was i was it really made me reflect on what we experienced Mm -hmm. here's this band that has two hundred thousand followers on spotify millions of streams on their songs and i watched them performing with like five other people but you, we've had that conversation. When you told me that, yeah, this city at one point had a solid rock scene, a rock foundation where people were actually supporting the scene. Right. But we've never been largely a rock city. Not to mention a fucking promoting city. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet you half the people didn't even know these fucking guys were here. Yeah. You know? But even then, it just made me think back to... So, like... <clears throat> Obviously, they made shit that night. Um, you know, they got the door or whatever. It was like $10, which was cool because nobody's charging $10 these days. You know, I bought two t-shirts for them. Sole, and then it sucks because they don't even fit me right. But solely because I know what it's like to be that touring band that needs that money to get yeah. there. And so I started telling my wife while we were there, you know, in between bands. I was telling her, I was like, you know, when you play a show like this your hope is that you sell enough t-shirts and you make enough at the door to at least get you to the next city right you're not even thinking about 
where you're going to stay or what you're going to eat, no. you know? Um, <clears throat> but it's a great example, though, of how, like, even when the perception is that you're a big band, you're not making jack shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks, man. Uh, they were, like, the most humble, coolest dudes ever. Especially the singer who our experience with singers is usually there's there's a level of a, a diva yes ness yes um not our current singer but yeah who's oh adam i was gonna say you or adam uh, <laughs> <laughs> um no but like the coolest dude like dude running their own merch booth like they yeah. didn't even have a merch person yeah um still went on stage you know did a good show i got to see a band that i know i don't do the chat but fuck i love this band now um salt wound Oh, that's right. Fuck. Put them out there. Salt wound. They're really good. Yeah. Um, so, but it w- it was just sad. It w- It's sad because these are guys that, granted, they're going on another big tour with another bigger band, so that's going to be better for them. But at the same time, like, it's a very, very difficult life, dude. It's a very oh, difficult absolutely. life. We had moments of misery and... <clears throat> yeah. But I would fucking do it all over again. Yeah. Absolutely it just makes would. me... It just made me like remember how hard it could be. Yeah, being on the road. And, yeah, and but being and, able and it to, was always it was always a toss up. You yeah. never knew if you were gonna have a hundred people show up or two people or you know like the yeah. days of you and I um, showing up to a club and like oh you're you're not even of age you can't yeah. even come in until you perform we used to have to sit outside <clears throat> yeah i mean you know we've talked about not showering not having food and it's a rough life man and um yeah. it just kind of made me it, it kind of humbled me to be like man I'm, i know what it's like putting myself back in the, yeah. that, those shoes watching these guys and seeing them younger now and you know then and i don't know it's just it's weird it's different um but at the end of the day, though, I, I said it sucks for the band, but it's great for somebody like me who's a fan who now can say he saw a really good band, like to, almost like a private fucking show. To 10 people. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good one, man. That's a good way to end it. We will talk about all this on our next one. Yeah. For, for sure. sure. From the bottom up, first bands to the day we met. Yep. <clears throat> to all the fun stuff in between. And now we're on to making guitars. Yep. Which are coming up really close and still making music yep Yep. all right well everybody thank you again for listening to us ramble um don't forget to check out soul glow and paul now mentioned salt salt wound yeah check out both of those bands they are on the chat today and we will see you next time Bye. bye bye